Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for this week that you've blessed us with um, and all the, the great opportunities that you've blessed us with thus far. Again, I ask you to help us recalibrate, remove uh, distractions, noise, um, physical noise and spiritual noise. Help us uh, turn that noise down and, and just be connected with you vertically right now, Lord. And uh, thank you for my friend, Jake. I thank you for his leadership. Uh, I ask you to bless him and Emily and Teddy. Just unify that family, their family, and just bless his, the ministry that you've called him to, that um, you would equip him uh, in, the, in the ways that he needs to be equipped and you'd resource him in the ways that he needs to be resourced. Lord Jesus, we just love you and we thank you. Amen. Jake Winstrup, thank you for uh, your friendship and your leadership. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jerry. It's so good to be here. Yeah. So good to be here. Well, if you're ever wondering what things I'm wrestling with God currently spiritually, just listen to PSP. I just bring all my all my <laughs> junk and that's what we talk about. So if it sounds a little uh, unformed, it's because God has put his finger on it and I'm trying to figure out what he's saying. So, sure. Um, sure. But um, so, Jerry, I might even just ask you this because this will give us the uh, yeah. you know, the pulse of the room. So when you hear this, I feel like especially you went to Catholic school, you're going to nail this. Uh, sure. When you think about Jesus, Jesus says there's one important commandment. Someone asked him, like, Jesus, what's the most important commandment? He says, it's really two things. What are those two things? I got this. I got this. Ding, ding, Come ding. on. Thank you, Elder. Sponsored <laughs> by Elder High School. PSP uh pursue cash no uh love love the lord uh love god you know love the love the lord your god first and then love your neighbor right like we all know it like i even feel like people who just go on christmas and easter can can uh throw that one down and look impressive for a second but i i think it is really significant that jesus when asked what the most important commandment is, mm. he would start with the word love. Like he could have said a lot of things. He could have said, serve me with everything you have because yeah. he is God and we are not. He yeah. could say, you know, give away everything you have. He could say, you know, um, trust in me with everything you have, but he mm -hmm. says love. And that to me, I think is significant because that's really hard to do. It's not complex. It's hard to do. Um, and so something that I want everyone who's listening this morning to consider is if you are someone who would call yourself a Christian, is that what your life is all about? Mm. Is your life about loving God with your whole heart? And, yeah. and if other people looked at your life from the outside, would they say the same thing? It's funny if you go into God's word, he says some really truthful things, uh, but he also loves us in the midst of that. And we're going to, we're going to hear a little bit of that grace and truth this morning. We're going to use revelation. Maybe I can call dibs on being the first person who's used revelation in PSP, but I'm, I'm calling it. Take it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to read revelation two. And this is verses one through seven. So this is a letter apparently written from the Holy spirit to the church in Ephesus. Not sure if that's present, past, future. Not sure if that's necessarily important to us at this point, but he's writing to the church in Ephesus. I'm going to say 
He's writing to that church as it actually existed. And here's what he says. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Can I take a pause here real quick and just say that when we're looking at some of the things that this church apparently did, the church in Ephesus, I don't know if I would be able to do many of those things. Those are really hard. They Mm. said, you know, apparently there's godly deeds. They're working really hard. They've persevered through some trials. Um, they, they don't tolerate wicked people, which I really don't like conflict. So I can probably fail at that one. Um, they have found false apostles. Like that sounds really difficult. And they have persevered, endured hardships. If I know anything about the church of Ephesus, there was the, you know, like the Artemis cult there. And according to a story I heard at one point, people would literally leave their children on this hill in Ephesus to die children. They didn't want. And the Christians in Ephesus would go to that hill and adopt those children. Like this is the kind of church we're at, we're talking about right now. Whoa. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Hmm. Yet we got to keep reading. That was just uh, verse three. Let's pick it up in verse four. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So as we look back on all the things that this church did well, the one thing that the Holy Spirit had against them was this. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Mm-hmm. And, and Jerry, maybe you can even speak to this. Consider when you first encountered um, a, a true encounter with Christ and came to know him and walk with him. And what that was like compared to maybe how you feel about Jesus now. Yes. Yeah, it's tough. That's really hard. I mean, it's hard to acknowledge, you know, again, convicting. It's very convicting. And I, I, When I've walked through this with people, as I've been just telling anyone I, I can get about this, I will have them think of, think of some of the words that describe someone who is new in faith. You know, there's usually the words that get said are bold, courageous, um, all in, in love, mm. on fire. Desperate. Desperate was the, the word Tyler used yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at people who first encounter Christ, the, the words that describe them come to mind really easily. Mm. But here's where I think that God's word diverges from where we as humans typically will go next. Mm. We consider how far we have fallen, which is what um, verse five would tell us but we don't do what it says next. The next thing it says is repent and do the things you did at first. Mm. But what we tend to do is we 
consider how far we've fallen. And then we tell someone about it. We go to a conference, we get a new book. And that's not what God's word tells us. Mm. Um, there's a guy, his name's Francis Chan. And I remember him talking, he spoke at like some major Christian conferences. And he always said, I always expected that the Holy spirit would fall at one of these conferences and never did. And God convicted me that God's spirit in acts didn't fall when all the Christians were together at some conference and everything was good. The Holy spirit fell when they were in under threat of being murdered in acts two and acts four. Mm. And actually Stephen gets murdered after the Holy spirit comes upon him. Mm. Um, so what we tend to do is we tell someone about it. We go to a counselor, we, you know, go meet with someone that we think is more wise in faith than we are. We get a new book and we're like, why isn't this working? What is, what's going on? It's because we haven't heeded the words of scripture. What's tell us to do these two things. Mm -hmm. Number one, repent. And number two, do the things you did at first. Mm -hmm. So when I hear the word repent, that word simply means like the, the turning of the essence of who you are. Um, the, like the, I don't know anything about Greek, but I remember someone saying this, the word is metanoia. Um, and that word means like a turning of the essence of who you are. But if you will remember you and I, Jerry, and everyone on this call, we cannot change who we are, mm -hmm. but God promises in Ezekiel 36, I will take your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. So we know that God can change our hearts. So if we are considering how far we've fallen from maybe when we first encountered Christ, the first thing I want you to do is to go to the only person who can change your heart. And that is God himself. How quick are we to go to other people or to really fancy books or systems or conferences? And we don't go to the source himself. Guilty. Yeah. Same. And the reason why we don't do that is because it takes time. Mm -hmm. When's the last time you sat in the presence of God with nothing, no phone, no computer, no nothing, and just said, God, how are we doing? How's my heart? What do you want to say to me? And would you just sit there? Mm -hmm. It won't happen overnight. It will take time. But are you actually going to God himself? Or are you going to other people that claim God? If you won't go to God himself, I, I don't think you will ever um, return to the source of life. And then the second part, I think, is just unique. Do the things you did at first. God could have said here, you know, repent and pay me back. Repent and... Um, do lots of things, but he says, do the things you did at first. Jerry, is there anything that comes to mind? Like I used to do this when I was new in faith. Maybe mm. I, I just don't do this anymore. It's mm. a good question. Well, and I use the word question. I think questions, I think asking questions, you know, Rufus, as you guys know, um, you know, was one of the, the first people that I en entered into a discipling relationship with. And I had so many questions that I wanted to know, um, I was, you know, I was curious, I guess, curiosity of knowing, knowing him, knowing him as in the Lord, knowing the Lord better. So I think curiosity is something that, that drove me. Yeah. 
Yeah, Jerry, I remember just devouring the scriptures because it felt like around every corner was going to be something God was going to say to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just an eagerness. Absolutely. I remember, Jerry, my story, like I, I hung around with a lot of guys that partied a lot. And I remember I was so excited to go to a party we we're going to have at our house because I knew everyone expected me to be blacked out in the first two hours that this party was happening. And I wasn't going to drink at all. And I was so excited for someone to simply ask me so I could have an opportunity to tell them what Christ had done in my life. Mm. I wanted I wanted just an inch. Just give me an inch and I will, I will take a mile to tell you about Jesus. Mm. Um, and there was just a general desire for Jesus to come up in all of my words at mm. all times. Mm. There was also an eagerness just to love people like man how could i just show the love of christ to this person or that person it felt like jesus was at the forefront of what i did like what could i do that would show jesus first even if it cost me everything at all times so um, for the people listening today as you're repenting and going to god himself Mm. and then you are thinking about doing the things you did at first make a list and, and try them. I, I will tell my young life leaders all the time if they're struggling and they're saying, man, I just don't know if I have a heart for the school. I don't know if I have a heart for the kids there. I, I usually ask them, number one, how's your prayer life for kids by name yep. and for the school? And then number two, when's the last time you were there and how often are you there? Jesus says where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. If you just put your treasure there, your heart's going to follow. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the same thing that we are being told if you would simply go and do some of those things again, Mm. I I think that you would see Jesus show up and your faith would be far more vibrant than Mm. it is right now. If you would, if you would simply take some risks that maybe made you look like a total freak for your faith, (laughs) I I think you would have something to share with people more than maybe what you have now. So that's, that's, that's all I got. No, it's good. You know, and, and I've got a huge note there that that, uh, you know, says if you if I if if I want to rekindle that that relationship with the Lord, what I need to do is I need to go to him. And so, um, you know, I have date nights on Wednesday, Wednesdays and Saturdays. And sometimes, you know, my wife and I are just sitting across the table from each other, you know, quote unquote, going through the motions. And I think in my faith journey, it's a lot a lot of times like that. But I but I but, and I have an opportunity to go to him and have more intimate conversations uh, with him. So that's good. I, again, I find that, again, convicting is a good word for me um, and repenting of uh, just, just apathy. And um, as I was talking to you offline a second ago, it's like, I, I shouldn't be apathetic because I'm, there's so many areas in my life in this season where I'm frustrated um, with COVID and the race issues and politics. And, and so it is a time that I should be really going to the Lord and spending more time with him. And, um, you know, that when you spend time with the Lord, then you become, you know, you, you get close to the fire and then you have the likelihood of, of getting caught on fire And that. I, re, I do remember times when I felt that. So, That'd be a good, that'd be a good message for us for the rest of today. If you'll pray us into the rest of our day, Jake, and that 
even over the weekend that the Lord, um, you know, it helps instill that fire, that newness in us and um, that we would get around other people and, and look for opportunities for that fire to spread. So thanks for your leadership. Yeah. Will, you, will you pray us into the rest of our day? Yeah. And I'm, as I pray, I'm going to pray a quote that has been prayed this over us that is it's from a song, but it's been yeah. powerful to me. So I'll pray. Father, this is what kind of person we want to be. Yeah. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. His faithful hand has held me all this way. And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth, let it be known in you alone that my hope was found. Let my children tell their children, let this be their memory, that all my treasure was in heaven and you were everything to me. Father, help us to be that kind of person. We need your Holy Spirit to have a chance to be a new creation in Christ. We trust you. Pray that for everyone on this call, that they would experience more of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well done, Jake. Love you Thanks, guys. Jake. Have a fantastic weekend, guys. So good. So good.